the the first two albums were so uh like nondescript that I just didn't even take notes for any of the songs. I just listened to them. Because there, there was nothing for me to say except what I'm going to say. Like I said, I'll have a paragraph for both of those two albums. And the second album, you know, we'll get into it, but only slightly more uh, interesting than the first. But the first album I could sum up in about, uh, you know, 500-word essay. From a musical standpoint. Yeah, there ain't just ain't much to say. I'm sure you're going to have a lot. We'll get into it, but there just ain't much to say, you know? Yeah, for sure. So this episode... 31. 31. I flipped the record. 31. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, man. How's it going? Oh, it's been a week, man. I've just been fucking grinding, but uh, good to be here. Good to, good to have a little money in my account. Like I was saying, well, I won a big bet on the Lions yesterday, too. I didn't even tell you about that. I get to the golf course yesterday. Dad's like, you know what? Lions minus three. My dad's the biggest SOL guy of all time, but I got him fucking riding. Yeah, Lions minus three. So we won 100 each on that. Want <laughs> golf bets? I'm fucking riding high. You know it's funny. The only bet I won yesterday was Lions minus three. Oh I, god! I well, our our parlays were never even close. Oh no! Well, you know what's funny? I I had one that had legs, but it lost to Bijan anytime. Which is I don't know why I even bet that anymore because I lose that every week. Yeah, it's the biggest sucker bet of all time. And then I lost. Uh, I bet the Niners at even money after they got or right before they got the go ahead uh, <laughs> touchdown or whatever. So they were up. <laughs> With, like, I don't know. I can't even remember how much time was left, but, like, less than a minute or whatever. And then they ended up. They missed the field goal to win yeah, the game. Yeah, missed the field goal to, to win the game. And then there was another one. Uh, oh, and then I, I bet uh, I bet on the Bills. And then, like, when they were at halftime or right after halftime, they were, like, minus three and a half on the live spread. And I was like, I should just – I should absolutely hammer this. And I didn't. And then, oh. the, yeah. But they deserve to lose that game. So I'm not even mad about that one. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways. Uh, anyways, before we get into Zach Bryan today, I did want to go over my, I think I teased this to you. Yeah, 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 go for it. Are you familiar with Discover Weekly on Spotify? Yes. Okay. So real quick premise for anyone that doesn't know is Spotify will recommend 30 songs to you every week based on what you already listen to and you know what you have in your saved songs. Usually, it's pretty good to the point where I probably saved over 100 songs over the last couple of years. Maybe you get... A handful every week. Maybe some weeks you don't. Right, right. Um, some of my friends, like, I've looked at their Discover Weeklies, and some of them are, I would say, better than mine. But I had... Well, hold on. Let me stop you right there, because you also save a lot of songs that you don't necessarily even love, and so that might be, like, skewing your results a little bit. This is true. But this last week, I got the most offensively dumb Discover Weekly I've ever seen in my life. Single song or as a whole? Oh, there's. Uh, let me read off some of the song <laughs> names and uh, artists for you. There's Skibbity Toilet, Lil Big Stack, Lil Big Stack, Noob Song, Blocks or Nick, Fart Beat by Pooper Trooper, Hamburger Song by Big Willie Status, Hamburger Cheeseburger Big Mac by <laughs> CLDR. This one, I think, my personal favorite, Chungus Among Us <laughs> by the Poopy Man. <laughs> Sounds of Long Farts by Fart Fest. Uh oh, stinky by shit nuts, <laughs> chicken chicken by Burger King, and uh, oh, the poop song by Poop Man, and uh, yeah, there's a couple other that are along those lines, but I think those are the standouts. Joey, do you have something you wanted to tell us about so your Spotify <laughs> search? So yeah, so how do we get here? And I'm gonna play a couple of these because they're just truly interesting. Yeah, so 
when we have we have this one board game that's like the horse racing where you pick a horse and there's different odds for each horse and then you roll the dice whatever horse crosses the finish line first wins. Whenever we play that game, I always put on like horse racing music. Yeah, yeah. It's horse racing farts where it's like the oh yeah, yeah, but it's in like farts. Oh, so no. I always play that. So I think I'm, I must have played that when we were with my family, like playing that game. So there's the poop. But I was only me looking that up, like you know, like maybe twice within the last like couple months. Sure. And then the the Burger King one was uh, we're watching football. And my mom was like, "Oh, I hate this commercial, like the Burger the Whopper. King Whopper, yeah, Whopper." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I love this commercial." So I looked it up. I thought I had just looked it up on YouTube, but maybe I looked it up on Spotify because that's the only explanation I can think of for for that one being on <laughs> on the Discover Weekly. Uh, but yeah, let me play. You broke the AI, dude. I've never been so like offended that they think that <laughs> I just listen to poop and farts there's, all day. There, there's an episode of South Park where Stan like supposedly like gets older and all he starts hearing is shit. Everybody's yeah. talking and all he hears is shit. That's what's happening to you right now. I think this one is my favorite, if not one of them. But this is Chungus Among Us. <laughs> hey, Chungus Among Us. Hey. Ha <laughs> ha. Chungus Among Us. 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 Chungus <laughs> oh, so th- there's that one. Uh, let me get let me get one of the other ones on here. Oh, yeah, I gotta play this. This one is "Uh Oh Stinky" by the Shit Nuts. Who could who could forget the Shit Nuts? Classics like "Uh Oh Stinky." Stinky, brother, <laughs> stop it! Oh my god. Dude, I'll put uh, I'll put screenshots up for uh, for the clip when we post this of like the the song names and titles. I could not believe that Spotify. Like, I don't know what I did to break the. That's algorithm. truly fucking remarkable that you got all that. So there's like 30 songs, and dude, like 15 of them are just pooping and farts and Burger King. <laughs> and then uh, there's this one. I just I don't under, I don't understand. And then uh, let me let me do one more just for good measure here. You poor soul. They, they send this out every week or month. <laughs> every week. Every week. We're gonna do songs or sorry sounds of loud farts or long farts. This is by the Fart Fest. This is on Spotify. Holy shit! Oh, that's it. Oh. <laughs> stop, stop. This goes on for another minute. <laughs> uh, oh. I mean, dude, I just I've never been so offended in my li- my musical intelligence, my musical, Wait. you know, preferences, intelligence, every I've got 6,000 almost 6,000 songs saved on this thing and I just I can't believe that this is what they're recommending me. You gotta, you gotta like put that on. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll put it on some socials and just tag Spotify. See what the fuck happened because that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just unreal. <laughs> I know, I know exactly what I'm doing to you next time. I need. Well, I, I still need to get you back, so I know exactly what I'm gonna do. Anyways, just keep that in mind. I started calling my cat Big Chungus. Big after, Chungus. <laughs> yeah, Big Chungus. After hearing that song. 
<laughs> oh, that's too good, man. There's some broken, broken brains on this internet, man. Yeah. Just broken people. And then the uh, Skibbity Toilet. I don't, know, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's a super pop, like one of the most popular YouTube channels where it's, just check it out. Okay. You, you only have to donate 60 seconds of your time. Okay. But it's funny that that made the cut as well. Sure. But. Uh, Wild. Yeah. So. <laughs> Zach, so Zach Bryan. Zach Bryan. Part one. This is um this is interesting because I'll say this is unlike any other country artist we would probably even consider covering for a very long time. I mean, would you agree? I I yes and no because I I put Zach Bryan in the category same with the Turnpike Troubadours and John Party on a couple albums but not some of his other ones where it's like real country. Yeah, but okay, so I, I get what you're saying. I guess you know, I'm I'm only through part one here. We'll get through part two this week. Um, and so that's only the first three albums of his his catalog. He's got like four albums and a few EPs. Um, I would argue that the first couple albums don't even necessarily fall into a clean country like basket. Um, they're more close to like either folk music or like a soft what I, I don't even know if soft country is a thing but like it reminded me of like Matt Mason a little bit. Well, I think it's I think he is unique in that his music is literally just him strumming the guitar, like pouring out his soul over like his voice and the lyrics are what shines at least in the first couple albums. Yeah, and I guess that's what he's known for. Let's put it out there right now. Zach Bryan his his musical talents whatever they might be um songwriting are not the star of the show. It's the songwriting and, and the vocals that really, really do 99% of the work on all of his songs. Um, he's got this, like, crazy kind of, like, not. it's not even crazy. It's this cool, like, slightly higher-pitched Southwestern accent um, that he can get really sweet with, he can get really raspy with. Um, he doesn't have a crazy range, doesn't have crazy level changes. He just fine-tunes it to such an extreme point when he need where when he needs to that i guess is maybe what speaks to the people who are super fans of him because he kind of exploded onto the scene out of nowhere yeah so his first well so he was in the navy like he was actively enlisted right and you know he would write songs and and play just kind of for fun and like as a you know stress relief and some of his friends convinced him to start posting it online like hey like hey like this is really good like post it online sure um so he started actually funny enough like posting just videos of him singing on and playing the guitar on twitter right like back right. in yeah uh back in the late 2010s Eight, yeah 2018 i believe yeah 2018 and a couple of them you know got enough traction where he like they kind of talked to him and like oh hey let's just make an album yeah he organically came up through the 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 social media sphere just I don't, I don't want to say randomly that that lessens to a degree a degree what he can do, but somewhat randomly. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of the rare cases of uh, just true talent, just kind of Shining. getting yeah getting through the cracks. A couple of people see it, then a couple of their people see it, and then all of a sudden you're you're going on tour with not big names, I guess, but like big well, tours. He's headlining Ford. F he's playing Ford Field next year. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, he's not bringing along like big names with it. I guess what I meant to say is just like big time tours, right, big right, right, right. Like he just he he climbed from from the gutters to truly like superstardom in, in what feels like no time. I mean, d like let me just say that again. His first album came out in 2019. It's 2023, and he's playing Ford Field. 
He's headlining. He was on Joe Rogan two months ago. Like he's just the level of stardom in a cup like less than five years is insane. It reminds me a little bit of the trajectory Greta Van Fleet had, where they had that first EP that transformed in their first album, and they got a lot of traction off that. A lot. I mean, obviously, a lot of people were dogging them for the the Zeppelin, you know, sound, but a lot of people also were like, "Yo, this is really fucking cool." And then, like a year later, they were they were headlining major rock festivals all across America, and, and then the second album just goes nuts. And it's it's that same kind of thing where like you came from nothing and like quickly with and without huge support from some you know Atlantic Records or something right. like that either, um, just organically grows grows into this megastar in country music. Um, that all being said, as I listened to these first three albums, I was a bit disappointed by the first two just by the lack of musical diversity. Um, the third album sticks out to me as maybe one of the better country albums I've ever listened to. Mm, the triple album? Yeah, American yeah. Heartbreak. It's wow. Yeah. You know what's funny? Listening to his two most recent projects, so the self-titled album, and then he had an EP that came out earlier in uh, in summer this year. Yeah. Where they get some more production on the album, and it, they get like a variance in sound. Right. And you almost kind of see like, like wow, like I like his early stuff too, but like if you get a little p- bit of production on this, like this guy's, this guy's nuts, means, yeah. nuts, yeah. And it's like, that's the crazy part too is like what I said, like his voice is not like he doesn't have some wild outlandish voice, but he does. He takes what he has and uses it to its its a hundredth percentile. He can get a in any lick, he can just pour emotion out of it. It's it's such a master class on the mic, man. Yeah. He's so fucking good at it. Um, and again, with, with what seems like very little musical education, uh, you know, just kind of picking him up by, by his bootstraps and doing it. Wow. Um, I guess with that, is there anything else in his maybe journey to the first album you want to discuss before we get into it? He was born in Okinawa, Japan. Did you could read that. Yeah, yeah. And then they ended wild. up moving to Oklahoma. Right. He served in the Navy for like I want to say six or seven years, something like that. Got an honorable discharge. So to pursue just music. in order to pursue pursue music, which is which seems crazy because I feel like it's pretty difficult to get an honorable discharge, especially when you're like you don't have an album or anything. Yeah, I guess the only other thing, like yeah, both his parents served in the Navy. His grandpa, so like. That, yeah. he, he said before in interviews, like, yeah, I was just planning on doing that until I died. Like, that's just what you do in the family. Right. He, he has a quote somewhere. I, I'm not going to I'm going to butcher this, but something along the lines of if I had my choice, I would never leave this incredible Navy. But God sent me here to make music and I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good lead into the first album. Yeah. So the first album is Sweet Deanne, which comes out in 2019. So Deanne is the name of his mother passed away. Um so this album's kind of dedicated to her and, and some of the songs throughout here, are, you know, it's evident of that. Yeah, a lot of talk about uh, family, relationships, um, struggle, stuff like that. Um, what I mentioned before, this album is, and I'm not exaggerating, this album is a, entirely him and a guitar in front of a microphone. There's no drums, there's no harmonica, there's no fiddle, there's no nothing. It's just him and a, a guitar. They recorded this in two days in an Airbnb in Florida. He yeah. wrote he wrote the the album for two weeks and then recorded it in two days in an Airbnb. And it's crazy because there's some really really good songs in here. Yeah, and so this is what I this is what I've commonly referred to as like great background noise. This is like the best background noise. <laughs> it, it just like you know what you know what um, I could say this for so many songs, but you know what the first like two albums make me want to do. 
is just drink bourbon and cry while having a bonfire. Oh, dude, it's yeah. I think that's the essence of of early Zach Bryan is just yeah, and and maybe you know that's a good point too because like maybe I'm a little harsh on this album just because it doesn't strike or stick out musically, but like his writing is fantastic too. It's he's also notable for being very open, very like like bare and raw with his words, um, vulnerable. It's all right there for you, and it's masterfully put together. And so, to that effect, I'll say this: this album has good stuff, like lyrically. Um, it just doesn't strike me musically. Yeah, I I think that's totally fair. So yeah, this album opens with "Flying or Crying," which is a, a cool song. It's kind of an ode to reckless, carefree days of being younger, where the only thing that matters is just hanging out and having a good time with friends. Yeah, and I'll just say it now for this album and the next. I I don't have anything else to say except like exactly what I already said. It's strummy acoustic. It's you know up and down level, a variety of up and down levels. Uh, nothing ever gets too crazy out of range one way or another. Even you know you'll see on American Heartbreak he stretches his voice out voice out a little bit more. But even on these first two albums, he really doesn't stretch his voice too much. It's just kind of nice and simple, easy listening. Um, some sad, some happy, most more sad than happy, I'll say. Yeah, more sad. For um, sure. So, yeah, I mean, if you if you want to go song by song, that's that's really all I got. Uh, my proposal would be to just kind of skip around and uh, on the songs that you preferred. But OK, well, yeah, let's do that. So flying or crying uh, some of his lyrics drink the shit that kills us until we all remember who it was when we were younger for for the world took our pride. We were walking in straight lines trying to figure out who's good to drive. Uh, let me see. I mean, I like I like a lot of these songs, but one of the more uh, popular ones, excuse me, popular ones is the third track, Godspeed. Yeah, I like that one too. A little slightly more up-tempo. Uh, same sound as I've already described, but it's a good kind of sweet song. Yeah, so he sings, I'm moving at Godspeed, only God and my mama know what I need, and I feel the hardwood floors on my knees as I beg you to just take it easy on me. I was kind of looking at that where it's like, you're moving at Godspeed, no one really knows how fast you're moving. Like, right. God's time is different right. from everyone else's. The story about traveling on a particle of light. Yeah, but then the, li- the line is kind of cool where he's like, only God and my mama know what I need. And that, uh, I mean, that just makes... It just makes sense. Yeah, That's it's what you good grew old up country with. boy like, family stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did think that was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. I mean, I li- and I'll just I guess when I scroll through my notes here, I'll just say I like hope again. I like don't give up on me. I like doing fine. Uh, okay. The next one that I think is worth stopping to, to t- take some time to talk about is letting someone go. Yeah. Sad track here. Oh man, this is like almost. This is like a one of the saddest songs he has i mean it's it's just yeah it, it's gut-wrenching again just the intonation the the bitterness everything just hanging out by a thread on each line it's it's a master class on the mic yeah that that sums it up well let me just read some of the lyrics that'll do more justice than me describing it you can't lie to yourself after loving something true, and I've never loved a soul quite the way that I loved you. You told me you despise everything that I've become, how we always turn into everything we're running from. And then later in the song he sings, nothing kills you slower than letting someone go. Which is just... Yeah, that, he, I think he says that a few times, because I remember that. And it's... Yeah, that that if that doesn't evoke any kind of emotion, you're dead inside. It's crazy. 
Yeah, like I said, this is just a song you could be sitting out having a fire in your backyard by yourself, crying, single tear, drinking bourbon, listening to this song. I like the next one too, Shivers Down Spines. Just same, again, same kind of thing. I just personally liked it. I, got, I don't really have much else for that. Yeah, the, I mean, my notes for that one is a sweet love song about how you do anything for someone. Right, right. Um, let's see, next couple songs. Snow I like, a song about finding joy and hope in a person that makes you feel alive. Uh, Man That's Never Known You, which is all right for me. Moon in Oklahoma, just another fine love song. I like that one, so- too. Yeah, a fine love song, Yep, if you will. Yep. Uh, next one worth talking about, I think, is Condemned. Yeah, give or take for me, honestly. This is just whatever, but if you got something, go for it. Yeah, so I mean, the song's kind of about being lonely despite being surrounded by people. Uh, so this this one, this was the third song that Zach ever posted to Twitter. He wrote out the line, Mama said I'd never be condemned, and then repeated it a couple times in his head, and then he start, you know, started writing the rest of the song, right. and then that evolved into what it is, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, when you hear him and his buddies laughing at the end of the album version of this song, he said, for one, they were all drunk as hell while recording this song. It wasn't just the alcohol that had them all laughing, though. Uh, they were all drunk, and one of his redneck buddies came up while they were recording. And, uh, like, just something that he said, like, with his accent, like, they all just started laughing because of how big of a goof yeah, this yeah. guy was. Like That was the other goofy thing I read about this production, right? It's like, they they get into this. It's him and a bunch of a bunch of his buddies in this Airbnb. They just pad the, the walls with mattresses to get a little bit of insulation in the room <laughs> for the recordings. And they just got drunk and hung out for, like, a week. Or, I guess, yeah, two yeah, weeks. That sounds, that sounds so fun. But, yeah, I guess this guy came up and said, that's a banger in the most country accent and then uh, they spelled the name of the song wrong initially, too. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, they, they sense, uh, I believe corrected it. they sense corrected it on, on Spotify and Was everything. Was it like two M's or something? Oh, I, I didn't get the, I don't know. <laughs> but it, yeah. it is funny because, like, you do hear them laughing at the end of the song. You're like, oh, that's yeah, kind yeah. of a weird um, ad. But it makes sense when you know that they're yeah. co- just in a an Airbnb. Context, right, hanging out, fucking drinking, chilling. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine, too, like, like the fact that you're like a new artist this is your first album and you're like just getting hammered while you're recording some of it yeah like not a care in the world like that's another thing that strikes me is like he has no i don't want to say he has no aspirations of becoming a star but like those aren't that's not his goal no he just he puts it out because it comes from it comes comes from from him yeah and he enjoys it and he hopes other people enjoy it but if he gets any accolade or fame or anything from that that's just a, a byproduct of his of his art Right. This is art, art in the truest sense, you know. Yeah, where it's there's no end goal. He would do this for free. Exactly, and yeah, some of the lyrics from Condemned. Well, the death that I've been after, all the booze and all the laughter. I guess that's just what makes us who we are. And the people that we lose and the battles that we choose have you pining for something too damn far. Yeah. I will say one last thing. He he says throughout his catalog a lot pining, where he uses it. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. A, as a verb. I I was unfamiliar with that word. Oh really? Yeah, I had to look it up. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I guess I knew that, but I feel like I used to read a ton. Like when I was a kid, dude, like oh, same. I used to read a ton. So I feel like I have a deep vocabulary. I don't know. I mean, dude, I read a ton as a kid too. I would always get in those accelerated reading points, yeah. stocking up on oh, yeah. candy and oh, yeah. the pizza pencil hut caps coupons. at the school store, the, <laughs> the Pizza Hut buckets, you name it. I had it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so the next song, which is the last song on the album, this one I do also want to talk about. Sweet Deanne. Um, this song almost makes me cry when I listen to it. Yeah, it's just a one. just a song for his mom who passed away, and it's just so sweet. But it's also just so sad. Where he sings, 
But I don't want the stage. I don't want the girls. I want back the days you were breathing, breathing in this world. And then later on in the song, then I think about the moments. It's a shame you'll have to miss my wife and I's first kiss and your baby raising kids. Yeah, man, that's that's deep. That's as deep as it gets. It's again, like I talked about Bear, just laying it all out there, not really holding back his his true thoughts on the matter. Like, and and I'm glad this is the last track on the album. It's a it's a fantastic way to wrap it up. Oh, 100 percent. And I again, I think he's one of those people that's been through so much, even though he's, you know, he's he's our age, uh, late 20s. Yeah. But uh, because of how much he's been through, like he's able to put that in his songs and it's so raw and real. And I, I, th- I think that reason above everything else is why people love him. Yeah. And I think that's maybe something that's a little understated in here is like growing up in a military military family is tough. I think both of his parents were in the military. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's why he was, he was born in Okinawa. They were at a Navy base or something like that. And, uh, yeah, growing up in a military family is tough, dude. Like, just always being on the road, always uh, changing towns. Yeah, you don't know when you're going to be one place to the next. Um, it even sounds like even when he got back to the States, he was kind of place to place. And, um, yeah, you, you grow attached to the, the few people who you who can keep around, right? And uh, losing your mom at an early age like that has got to be really, really tough. And so I totally get where people attach to this song and – yeah, the emotion, the emotion on his lyrics, too, is just fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So that closes out his first album. That was in Sweet Deanne in 2019. The second album, Elizabeth, which spelled uh, a little bit differently. Not yeah, that I would know anything about different variations of Elizabeth. With an S instead of a Z. Or an A. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, are you sure it's not with an A? No, I was, I was making a joke. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an, maybe I'm an idiot. Uh, so Elizabeth comes out in 2020, and uh, yeah, this is more of uh, the same type of thing. I mean, the the music's very homogenous throughout. There's some great songwriting. There's some great songs in here. Um, if you're a fan of the first album, you're going to be a fan of the second. Yeah. Now this album, a couple things about this album. So this album was produced. They did it. How do I put this? He had a buddy with a barn um, in Texas. And basically all they did for this album was like fix up a couple things around the barn, set it up so where you could record music. And then they recorded this whole album in a barn. In like <laughs> oh, a week really? Or two. Yeah. Just out in the middle of nowhere, not a recording studio, not nothing. It's just him in a barn, man. And his buddies, again, getting drunk, hanging out. Um, a little bit more homey, but still in the fucking middle of nowhere. Um, the title of this album comes from a woman he was married to, Elizabeth something something. Um, they were so she was in the navy too, and it, it, there's not. I did a lot of research on this person. There's not a lot. Not a whole lot. There's out not there. a whole lot out there no. about this person. From what I could gather, they met in the navy and then got married. They were married for a short time, maybe like less than a year, and that ended. I want to say like 2019, 2020. Um, and he was truly in love with her, but. They divorced, and there's almost no information as to why they got divorced. There is a lot of speculation that he cheated on her. Um, there was even a, a, a moment on Twitter in, like, 2019, 2020, where people were losing their fucking minds about that. Hmm. Um, but that's all speculation. Nobody knows. It's, you know, quickly, at, I want to say quickly, but shortly after that, uh, got into a relationship with another woman. Not much known about her either. Um and then they broke up, and for a while he was single. Now he's dating a <laughs> – this is wild. 
of all the people to be dating like influencers and social media personalities, he's dating a barstool like TikTok yeah. famous woman now. Which is Yeah, uh, I just saw I can't remember her name. Was it Brown and Chicken Fry? Okay, yeah, yeah. It, it's a wild oddball pairing. She's a she's a TikToker from Boston. Um it, you know, there's not much to say about it, but it just seems like a super, super oddball pairing for him. Um Yeah, that does seem really really odd. Yeah, you would think he would want somebody a lot more like uh, grounded, <laughs> not, not maybe. In the limelight. Yeah, out yeah. of the out of the spotlight, um, and that feels like a very high profile thing to the point where he's even been like just kind of hanging out in in certain barstool productions, which is strange. That's <laughs> super weird. Um, but anyways, yeah. And so well, because uh, one of the two of the songs later in the album, he sings about maybe. I, I, in uh, Anita, which isn't even on Spotify anymore, they took it off. Yeah, it's same. A, same on a Apple. song about uh, someone overdosing, and uh, some people were speculating that was a, f- a former girlfriend or or lover of his. But yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Again, when I searched, I couldn't really find any like concrete. I, I couldn't get any concrete information about that either. But maybe let me say this. So on American Heartbreak, one of the things he talks about is there's characters all throughout the album, mm. and he doesn't necessarily even know all the characters. They are. Sometimes people he knows, sometimes people that are very close to him. Sometimes they are figments of his imagination that he's, he kind of says, like, he, he made a joke. He's like, you know, I could be walking through a grocery store and I, I see somebody in the grocery store. And I'm like, huh, what if that guy was a cowboy? And that's a that's a song. So, you know, it's entirely possible that Anita, well, sweet and personal to him, is some figment of his imagination mixed with some other story that he's, you know, accumulated. Okay. Well, I won't say anything more. I, I, I want to talk about that song later. So let's uh, get into Elizabeth here, which – oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, same thing. Uh, it, it just sonically overall, it's only slightly more well-produced. Um, there's one song on here that has drums. There's a couple songs that have harmonica, and I think there's one with piano. The rest are the same as the last album. Yeah. Yeah, so, that get into it. You want me to kind of skip around again? Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. Uh, Come As You Are, good song about finding solace and camaraderie and, and people that are struggling with similar issues as you. Um, Gotta be honest, I was hoping for a cover. <laughs> you know what's funny? I When I saw that on the album, I was like, oh, no, he's not No covered. fucking way. I was like, he's not going to do it, is he? What a heel turn that would have been. <laughs> Just opens up, <laughs> like what the fuck, dude? That would be it. Would make that would make zero sense. Well, you know what? We we should try and do that with AI. <laughs> Zach Bryan covers "Come As You Are" by Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Um, yeah, that's all I have on that one. And then uh, from a lover's point of view, another another good song. Uh, about a pain from a lover's point of view, being with an alcoholic and kind of wanting yeah, the best for them. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah, I mean, this is another one where, like, even if you're not dealing with it, like, you probably have someone in your family. Yeah, or, or s- you can – a lot of people can relate in some aspect. Yeah. And, uh, yes, I mean, some of the lyrics from this one, because from where I'm standing, you got a long climb ahead. I'll be there to wipe the vomit when you cannot lift your head, because a lover doesn't leave when times like these get dark. I'll be here to watch the sunrise when we reclaim your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next song, Driving. Just uh, whatever. Just whatever. The next song, one of his, probably his biggest hit, Heading South. The drum song. <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually really cool. It's got, like, the drums add a good little bass to it. Because that's the other thing. A lot of his music is, to this point especially, is fairly slow. And the drums add a good little extra pace to it. Um, 
you get a little bit more energy on the mic with the drums. You got to like sing above it now. Um, whereas when you're doing acoustic only, you can kind of sing at whatever level you want. You got the drums in there now. You got to just give it a little bit more energy. Um, and it, it's not like super loud or super soft drums. It's just a solid like thumping throughout. Nothing crazy. Nothing too like out there. Just a solid thumping throughout. Almost like he just like sampled like a four hit drum track and just kept going with it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, other than that, I think his vocal works a little bit better on this song. It's a great sound for some reason. I just find myself drawn to this sound. Um, guitar work is nice. Just good track. Yeah, so Zach said on this song, he got the inspiration from it when he was at work in the Navy, and there was a chief that used to yell at him every day. Uh, you know, just typical, you know, dickhead boss or whatever. And uh, he said, I was jaded when I got when I went home one day. I wrote out, in a world full of people out to cut his young ass down. And then the rest of the song came in three minutes, which is crazy. It's just like the fact that he can draw inspiration from something that happened to him at work. And then he creates a hit like this in you know, three minutes. Right. We've talked about that a little bit. I think we talked about it a lot. Well, not a lot, but uh, we might've mentioned it last week. We're like, you see hip hop people, especially rappers where they just kind of come up with shit on the fly. Or maybe we talked about it with Mac Miller and the freestyling mm-hmm. where like you just kind of come up with it on a fly and it's like, holy shit, one take that would rocked, you know? So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And I think this song connects with people because it's really just about following your dreams. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And yeah, when he, I mean, when he sings, you know, don't stop going, going south, like it's, yeah. it's just a great chorus and uh, yeah, just a great super, song. Super catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next song, Cold Blood is just all right. I won't really get in that one. Mine is a, a sweet song about someone else making you a better person. It was a uh, sweet from a lyrical standpoint. Yeah. The song after that is Leaving. I did really like this one. Yeah, I like this one too. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's nothing crazy, but it is an audibly pleasing track for sure. Yeah, and this one's about uh, maybe not necessarily Zach Bryan, but someone in a relationship acknowledging that they're the problem in the relationship, but they can't really help it. Can't really control it. Yeah. Uh, which again, I, I mean, I think people can relate to that. The next two songs, there's a part one and a part two. Yeah. So I, I guess I, so Anita part two and Elizabeth are both taken off Apple music for some reason. So maybe talk a little bit more about part two when we get there, but Cody and Pills part one tough, man. Jesus. That is just low, slow, thick. I don't want to call it grovelly cause it's not, but like, little bit raspier than some of the other stuff and dark man dark yeah so codeine pills is part one on the album and then anita is part two anita is not on spotify anymore you have to go search for it on youtube or right, somewhere, somewhere else. else uh codeine pills like you said it's super sad song about losing someone to an overdose uh real quick some of the lyrics cheap booze and codeine pills ain't worth all the losing nothing can come between us damn a life worth choosing Daddy said, I've lost my mind, and Mama said she'd be grieving. Your face down in the bathroom stall with vices planned on keeping. So just super, super song. Yeah. Or, sorry, super sad song. And then Anita Part 2. I would encourage you to go listen to this one on YouTube. Um, and if you're a Zach Bryan fan and you haven't heard it, I mean, this is in contention for, like, one of his, the saddest songs in his catalog. Like, it, it's certainly top three or top five. Sure. And I think... Some of the speculation online is people are saying like he might have taken it off because of how like personal and like yeah, sad it was for close. him to like he doesn't even want to perform it anymore. Right, right. He got a little bit cl- too close to the fire. Some might say. 
I mean, you can hear the pain in his voice and he's singing, Anita, Anita, I don't want to need you, but I see you when it's dark and I'm alone. Anita, Anita, I came upstairs to feed you. They warned me about detoxing at home. And then he closes out uh, most of his stanzas with, you will always be the most gorgeous girl I know. Yeah, and that's kind of a theme that pops up too along the way is like his struggles with with substances. Um, You know, again, there's almost nothing about this guy on the internet uh, aside from social media speculations here and there. Uh, but it is something he talks about a lot through his catalog uh, where he gets into like drug use and the struggles he's had with it over time, which is also not uncommon for somebody who's served in the military. I feel like that's one of the bigger problems they have is, is substance abuses. So, yeah, I think you're right. And yeah, I mean, I, this one definitely about someone he knew or inspired by something along those lines. And one of the other lines that's, super gut-wrenching is while the fire in your blood is showing through your eyes the evil in your bones is taking its time just like oh my goodness yeah yeah um yeah so the next couple songs hopefully mess up kid and loom they're all what i would kind of classify as just good standard zach bryan yep that's a great way of putting it and then uh same actually same with uh me and mine yeah i was gonna say i think me and mine's pretty much the same old man might be the one where they got kicking the harmonica i'm forgetting now but i think that's the one where the harmonica kicks in yeah that one was about his dad i that was just all right for me yeah this is harmonica track um i kind of like this one i don't know i just it's something different but yeah it's not crazy like there's other tracks on the next album that have a lot of harmonica that are way better yeah, dude, the harmonic, like, yeah, and the, his newest album, too, has a lot of, uh, or the EP has a lot of harmonica that I really like, too. Good, good. Yeah, so then, uh, let's see, A Boy Like You is just all right. Elizabeth was the other song that's not on Spotify. Uh, this was, like, a sweet love song. It wasn't a, It wasn't sad. It was just, like, a sweet love song. Yeah, and I think at this point, he still had, you know still had feelings for this person whether they were married or divorced but you know yeah and well this would have been his ex-wife so yeah right that's what i'm saying yeah 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 Yeah. and then uh washington lilacs was a just a decent song about wanting someone back what i'd call standard zach bryan yep and then the last song in the album is definitely a standout one one of his most upbeat kind of uplifting tracks revival yeah and i think this one kicks in a little piano maybe um i totally agree this is a great just a a good feel track, which is, which is nice after let's say seventeen tracks of getting kicked in the shit. There's over some and over sad, and over. sad songs. You need a song like this to close yeah, out. Yeah, this the is album. another great way to close out this album after getting kicked in the dick for seventeen <laughs> songs. Um, just a, it's a just a good happy feel. Like his voice is positive, the music's positive. Um, I really like this track too. Yeah. Yeah, songs about redemption and seeking forgiveness for past mistakes and uh yeah i mean in the chorus you know he's saying we're having an all-night revival someone call the woman and someone steal the bibles for the sake of my survival baptize me in a bottle of beam and put johnny on the vinyl (laughs) just a really cool chorus there yeah it's a good good little line there and yeah so that closes out elizabeth yeah overall slightly better than the first album and I, i read a few reviews about both of those first two albums and pretty much all the reviews i've read echoed that entire sentiment where it's like the first one's pretty raw pretty unrefined the second one is slightly more refined and slightly more diverse um you know honestly if i was to suggest to somebody to go check out zach bryan i'd probably tell him to start with some of his newer stuff and then if you like that get into deanne and elizabeth 
Oh, I think that'd be fair. I mean, again, it's just listening to new stuff when there's more than one or two instruments in there. It's yeah, it's a whole different ball game. It's so you still get the songwriting. Although, although I will say, uh, I don't. I mean, if you're looking for something raw, you might want to recommend those first two albums. I think they're a little bit rawer than some of his other stuff. Yes. But for majority of people, yeah, they'd probably prefer the newer stuff. Yeah, I think the the newer stuff is a little bit of an easier like runway into into the older stuff, right? For sure. Um, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. So, anyway, so that was 2020 American, or sorry, 2020 Elizabeth, 2022 American Heartbreak. So he took a year off. This album, something, man. This is a triple album. Triple album. Thirty four songs. He's been just in the fucking lab cooking. <laughs> This guy has been cooking like a fucking maniac. Um, yeah, he puts this all together, three albums worth of music. I don't think there's any fall off in the songwriting. Obviously, we've mentioned time and time again already, the the musical depth is so much broader here. Um, you know, you're getting a full band on almost every track. There are a few strip tracks where it's just him and a guitar. But even a lot of the tracks where it's just him and a guitar, there's also somebody else playing guitar. So, like, you'll hear the, the strummy acoustic. And then over top of that, you'll get notes from somebody else that couldn't be done on one guitar. Um, you get a lot of harmonica. You get a lot of fiddle. Drums on almost every track. It's uh, it's much more musically diverse. And I think there's a lot. There's still a lot of powerful, powerful tracks on this album, too. A couple that stood out to me. Uh, one, he's like Walter White in the lab. He's just cooking all day, all night. Straight 99% pure heroin, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, two, I, I will say, so this is a 34-song album. If I, I would say for the average person, like you're not going to go through and listen to all this from start to finish just because it's you'd have to sit there for two hours to, you know, to give yes. it a full listen. Yes. So I will say from that standpoint, I don't know, maybe it would have made sense for him to split it up into like two albums or something. Yeah, but it's not super easily digestible. But, but again, going back to Zach Bryan, like he's just making the music because he likes making the music. So I guess for him, it's fine because he's not. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I, I actually think if I, again, if I were to recommend this album to somebody, there are two distinct points that I could break this up into three albums. Mm. And I'll mention those as we go. Okay. But there are two distinct points. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. It opens with Late July, which is good standard Zach Bryan song about being on the road, wishing yeah. you're home. Yeah. This one, if you want to go track by track, I'm down to go track by track. Uh, We... We'll we'll see how it goes here. Okay, let's we can start though with the second track is definitely worth mentioning. Sure, one of his bigger songs, "Something in the Orange," Z and E's version. Uh, I mean, it's some of the lyrics from this song is really cool. Where he he kind of brings in throughout the song, he keeps saying "Something in the Orange." So he sings, "But I miss you in the mornings when I see the sun. Something in the Orange tells me we're not done." Yeah, it's kind of sad, slow song about longing for a woman, um, or like a particular woman, uh, a lover. Uh, better way of putting it Gar guitar and harmonica through this song mid slow but like higher energy on the vocals fairly simply mu simple musically but the harmonica adds a bit of depth that i like um really nice track yeah so in the song like the narrator in the song kind of comes to terms with the end of relationship but he's still trying to fool himself into thinking that there's a glimmer of hope something in the orange zach bryan said on this song everyone thinks it was over some deep dark thing and it was just me in a cabin in wisconsin said brian I thought about the word orange, and I was watching the sunset, and I was like, ooh, that's a cool story to tell in a song. That just clicked. Because I, 
I kept looking back at this like, what the fuck is this about? Something in the orange. That doesn't make any sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> you just realized it was the yes, sun? Yes, I'm just realizing that. Got <laughs> it. Thank you. Dumb. Dude, the entire time I was listening through this, all I could think is like, am I the idiot? Because I don't get this. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, I, I, uh, yeah, there's things I don't pick up on, but that was not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, this is definitely one worth checking out from the album. Uh, heavy eyes. Good song. Yeah, and this is I, I think this is a little bit of a shift. This is the moment I felt the shift for him, because you get that raspy kind of determined, like a little bit edgy vocal on this one, and that's the first one that I can think of that he's done this. Um, up tempo banjo, up tempo guitar, whooshy kind of drums, fun song, good energy on the mic. You get the mix between like these sweet lines and then these raspy determined lines it's a great it's a great back and forth kind of i really like this song too yeah it's cool this one's more upbeat and uh, more positive just about kind of pushing forward in life so yeah i think the first let's call it the first album on this triple is more upbeat in general yeah the next song for me we can skip over this one if you want is i think it's just mine again is just standard zach bryan yeah it felt like standard zach bryan uh this is the first track that gets fiddle in it um I think the fiddle does a great job job of setting the vibe here. But other than that, yeah, you kind of hit that on the head. Yeah, I mean, this song about getting a friend back from addiction. The song after that is Happy Instead. Just kind of uh, about moving on from a past relationship to try and find happiness. Yeah, I don't know. I like his work in the in the chorus on this one. Like, I just like that, that Happy Instead line. It's a catchy, like, cool way of doing it. Um, it's got that, like, bittersweet intonation to it. It's just a really nice bit. Um, this one's kind of mid-tempo, mid-energy, um, fairly easygoing music, nothing crazy. He's got these, like, raspy calls in the chorus, too, where he's calling out to it, or just to nobody but to the mic, you know. Um, at the very end, they kick in a little harmonica to, like, really set, uh, like, a final mood to the song. It's it, I like this one a lot. Yeah, and I, you know what's funny to that point? I can hear him, like, in my head singing, like, happy instead. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is distinct how he does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is cool. The song after that is Right Now the Best, which is just a song about slowing down to enjoy moments in life. Yeah, um, this one, I don't think this one's musically anything crazy. Um, little harmonica and guitar guitar for this song. Um, what I did find interesting is, like, he's mostly in the higher, his kind of throttled higher range, and I think he does nice work up there, too. Like, it may be tougher to, to really fine-tune when you get out of your, your middle range, let's call it. But I think you did really nice work on this track, too, on the vocals. Yeah, and this this is one where uh, I think the songwriting is really good because it's just he's singing about, you know, just everyone's all so caught up in, like, what's going on today? What's going on right now? Right, like, right. Let me check my phone. And it's like, hey, man, just just live in the moment. Yeah. yeah just yeah. relax and, you know, look up at the stars and just enjoy life for a moment. Just chill, man. Even though I don't even think he sings about the stars in the song. But yeah, you, yeah. you get my drift. The, the idea. Yeah. The next song is The Outskirts, which this song rocks. Yeah, go ahead. It again, nothing crazy musically. You get the two acoustics throughout here. Um, one's the strummy acoustic, the other one's playing notes on top of it. Um, but I think his work on the mic here, well, it's not. He doesn't like go too high or too low. I, I just the intonations and and the the inflections on his vocals are incredibly powerful with this track, dripping of dreams and hope and optimism looking to a better day it's 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 such a cool track and it, 
it's a really, really fun one, too. Like, you just listen to this, and you feel happy listening to it. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And the song is about trying to make it to the outskirts one day. And, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, moreover, I, I think it's more, the outskirts are kind of this representation of, like, the American dream. It's, you know, a wife, kids, white picket fence, uh, little land, stuff like that, you know? He mm-hmm. talks about all that throughout the song. And so I think the outskirts is just this embodiment of, of some kind of reaching your dreams. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And uh, I had noted down at this point in the album, is I think Zach Bryan's one of the few artists where you might have to be in the mood to listen to them. Mm-hmm. But when you are, you could listen to any single song. Yeah, I was not in the mood the first couple times I listened to the first two albums. And I was like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? Dude, we made, like I almost called an audible, dude. <laughs> it was that bad. Wow. The only group where I felt that, well, see there for sure. Because yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, I, I'm getting depressed listening. Like, this is making <laughs> me mad and upset. Wasn't <laughs> 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 this angry music? <laughs> but no, I, I will agree with you where like, yeah, if you're not in the mood to listen to slow, sad songs, like the first two albums. Tough. <laughs> it's a tough listen. Oh, I just listened through Finding Beauty and Negative Spaces again the other day at the gym. Just fucking ripping through workout, dude. Finding Beauty. Oh, yeah, yeah. See there. That's yep. number three. Uh, or two. Two or three. Yeah. Two or three. Yeah, yeah. I can think of the album cover. Uh, yeah, it's that doll chick. Uh, anyways, next track on this album, Younger Years. And this is the first track with electric guitar. Um, and it's not crazy, you know, it's in there. Um, it's a little up tempo. Uh, you get these like bold crashy drums throughout. Like this one's a little bit louder. Uh, it's good energy throughout fun vibe. Just going out with the boys and having a night, man, <laughs> hitting on chicks, fucking around at the bar, just being boys. <laughs> I don't have anything to add on that. It's not an awesome, like it's not an awesome song, but it's a fun listen. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a triple album, it's forgettable, but it's, it, again, it's fine. It's a fun listen. Next song, Cold Damn Vampires. Vampires metaphor for the music industry. Yeah. And I think his vocals on this one are, are incredible again. Um, just really like dragging out the ends of words. Um, dr- like dripping like this. I don't want It's maybe resentment or maybe some kind of bitterness. Um, but it, it really like sticks out when you're listening to it. Aside from that, it opens just like soft acoustic and whistling like he's whistling into the mic um yeah it's just this this song it's not necessarily something that i would naturally be drawn to but after a few listens i'm finding myself more and more liking this track i was in the same boat where the first time i heard it i was like oh it's all right and the second time i was like oh that's actually i like the way he you know he sings the chorus and then uh yeah the more i listen to it, yeah like this it. is growing on me yeah Next up is Tishomingo. Tishomingo. City in Oklahoma. Or oh, Texas. Okay. One or the other. Yeah, I mean, this song is just about a cowboy uh, trying to find his way home. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I think this one kind of falls in the cracks for me. This isn't nothing crazy. Same. The next one, though, I do really like. It's a, a beautiful song. It's called She's All Right. It's oh, another s- another song for his mom who passed. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. Cause my note here was it was fairly similar to the last song, but a lot sadder. Yeah, I mean, some of the lyrics in this one, and I'll tell you all these stories one day, and we'll laugh like we used to and waste the night away. You'll say, boy, how I missed you, but son, I was with you this whole time. And then later in the song, so look up tonight, the moon, she's shining, and we'll be all right, because she's still smiling. The city lights blow mama's mind. The more I search, the less I find, but I'm all right, because she's here tonight. Yeah, and maybe let me skip ahead, because I think these two tracks are connected. The fact that he has the the tribute song to his mom here, 
and then follows that up with a cover of the children's song, You Are My Sunshine. Feels like a really sweet, powerful way to close out the first of the triple albums. This is where I would make my first cut. I totally agree with that. And yeah, again, this is another one where, you know, if you've lost someone, you know, a parent, someone that's really close to you, like tugs the strings. Is, yeah. Tugs the strings. It's a song about them still looking over you and yeah, like, super relatable. Yeah. And like I said, so the next track is a cover of you are my sunshine. I don't think it's anything crazy, but it's a, whether or not it's anything crazy. I just think it's a perfect ad there. It's a perfect, perfect ad there. Yeah, and I think it's the first cover that he's added into an album at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's something that his mom would have sung to him as a child, uh, something that was definitely on his mind as he was writing the previous song. It, it's it's perfect. Absolutely. So the 13th track is Darling. Yeah, and so opening up this next, let's, let's call it the second part of this uh, triple, um, you get a little bit more energy here again. Prominent harmonica with a quiet acoustic. Mid-slow tempo, but, like, mid-level energy. Um, and this is a powerful song, too, because this is one where he's, like, accepting his faults. And, and again, maybe it's not about him. Maybe it's some some obscure, like, abstract character. But it's about this woman that's just there for him no matter what. And, you know, he particularly sings about through, like, substance abuse struggles. But um, just the fact that, you know, she's there with him through that. And then on the good days, it's nothing's changed. She's there, too. Right, and he sings, hold me through the shakes, although it's more than I can take. So going back to your, you know, substance right. abuse. withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, definitely a good song. The next one is probably one of the most forgettable ones for me. Totally agree. Ninth Cloud. Yeah. I don't have anything on it. Uh, it's, I'll just say this is a little bit more similar to like a modern country track. Not so much pop country, but like a modern country than a lot of the other tracks that we've talked about so far. But other than that, yeah, it's not crazy. Yeah. Next song, Oklahoma City. Good, solid song. So this is the first of what I'll say is three tracks on this album that he got together with his, let's call it producers or people at the record label, whatever. And they said, hey, Zach, you know what would be worth a jillion bazillion dollars <laughs> if you had music that people could use as wedding entrances? Uh, oh, yeah. This is very much like the, the opening of this track is very much wedding intro music. Oh, really? Let me just, yeah, if you can pull it up quicker than I can. And he's, he's got two more like this. Wait for it. Hundred percent. A billion gazillion dollars, Zach Bryan. Do you want to make a billion gazillion dollars? Yes. Yeah, I mean, some of the lyrics for the song, I don't know if they're it's the lyrics are as wedding-y as the no, not, opening not song. No, not at all. But yeah, because the lyrics are like, if you ever decide to bring your pain and your pride back to this side of Oklahoma City, there'll be a porch light from the post you leaned on before you wound up on the wrong side of pity. Right, talking about a woman who's going through some stuff, gone out of town uh, to do whatever, but it's just somebody somebody will be there for you if, if you ever decide to come back. Yeah. Cool. Not not a wedding song. No, no. But the instrumental of this song, absolutely wedding music. Uh, that, yeah. The next song is Sun to Me. It's another nice love song. Simple strip tracked. It's nothing crazier. Yeah. After that is Highway Boys, which, sidetrack, he does like 
there's a couple things like he has a couple songs that are Oklahoma based. He's got a couple songs that are like what I'll call like boys based. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. You know the boys of faith. Uh, uh, there's another one in this newer album. But are we doing the uh, the John Party bit? No, 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 <laughs> no. Can't do that here. This <laughs> one is at the bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Highway Boys. This is a good song about being on the road. Yeah, yeah. Fiddle and uh, Bumpley traveling acoustic chords here. Simple drums. Um, up and down on the mic. Good, good range changes. Good intonation. Uh, I kind of like this song. Yeah, I do too. The next song is just all right. Although it is one of like the few honky tonk songs. This he has. is a honky tonk, old school kind of outlaw country as he'll ever get. Yeah. High or whiskey fever. Um, and he talks about traveling down the whiskey river through most of the song. But the whiskey fever is the title of the track. Anyhow, um, up tempo guitar, whining fiddle, uh, quick, whooshy drums. It's this gritty lower like like think like uh like a Johnny Cash, but like in a more kind of up-tempo, fun way. Uh, I like this one a lot as just like an easy listen, but it's not necessarily like anything too thoughtful. It's, right. This is, another, this is just another one about like going out on the town with the boys and getting into some trouble. Yeah. Can't stay sober past 11 a.m. My breath smells like my regrets again. Old Whiskey River, take me home. Yeah. Yeah. After that is Billy Stay, which is a cool song. Uh, I, I really enjoy the harmonica on this one. Yeah, I think this one might be growing on me, too. I don't know. The first time through, I was like, all right. And second time through, yeah, it's growing on me. The harmonica is really, really nice. Um, and you got these low slogan guitar notes throughout, too, that add a little, like, depth to it. Um, sad song about just, like, looking back on life and getting old. It's kind of – I don't know if it's so sad as it is bittersweet, but it's kind of sad. It It is bittersweet. It's about uh, – I mean, the song's about an elderly couple coming to the end of their, like, time together. And uh, Billy's battling – like his Brain. losing his memory. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, th- it's definitely a sad one where it's like, I don't know, if you're not in the mood for it, like you might just be like, ah, oh, get this out of here. I like the bit where he's like, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he's like, you know, Billy, hang around, just tell another story, man, just fucking chill, like shoot the ship with us, hang out. I don't know, that that bitch was really cool. Anyways, yeah. I I don't I think I have that word for word here, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Song after that, Sober Side of Sorry. Um, this is a good one, not great for me. Mid-high tempo, mid-high tuned electrics and drums. Uh, mid-high level vocals, got this thick pounding drum line throughout. Um, good energy on the mic. Again, a bit more new school country than anything else, but I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> it's funny. I think this one's underrated. I like this one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a song about wanting to change your ways but not quite knowing how to break patterns that you're, that you're in. Uh, yeah, I mean, he sings, because the sober side of sorry ain't a safe place to be. There's a cigarette rolling through the tips of clenched teeth. I don't need much, just somewhere to sleep. Someone please remind me who the hell I used to be. The sober side of sorry ain't a safe place to sleep. Gotcha. So, I don't know. I like this one. After that, high beams. Um, mid, mid-high tempo, mid-energy. Uh, you got quick, like kind of fast drums and traveling country electric guitar. Um, I didn't think he did anything too crazy on the mic. Just a nice, easy listen. <laughs> Songs just all right. There's a line in here though that just rocks me to my core. Yeah, I got too high on the couch last Sunday. She said it was fine. <laughs> you worked hard all week and you deserve a little time. <laughs> He's just one of us, man. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you know what'd be great, dude? Somebody. Oh my God, I'm in this group chat and somebody sent us a picture of a 500 milligram edible. This guy, he smokes a lot. And he's like, well, what do you think, boys? 
I was like, buddy, if you've never done 200, 500 is not even in. You can't even talk about 500. He's like, I don't know. Like, you can't get too high, right? I was like, no, no, no. You definitely 500 is way, way too high. Dude, I mean, yeah. If you have a tolerance, that's that's just absurd. That's insane. That's like uh, Joey Diaz. I was just about to say Joey Diaz. I think he could probably take that. But like not many other people could take that. Fucking insane. <laughs> Anyways, that's a dumb side story. Um, next track is The Good I'll Do. This is kind of another one that's in the wedding music category with the it's either violin or fiddle, but I think it's violin. Um, quiet acoustic on top of it. Sweet vocals and this like ooh, like a lot of like sweet oohs through the song. Um, kind of similar to OK City, but I like this one a lot more. Uh, I just think it's more like pleasing, more enjoyable than OK City. Um, however, I just I can't find myself like going back to this song. You know, I'm with you on that one. It's a good one. Listening through the album, I'm not gonna go back to it a ton, but yeah. it's a, s- a sweet song about someone making you better from just how they treat you. Yeah. After that is Someday, parentheses, Maggie's, which is a, another slow, sweet kind of singing. Yeah, I think this sounds pretty similar to the last song. There's not much of a difference. But did you do any reading about this song? Yeah, I, I have a paraphrased version, so go ahead. Sure. The song is Someday, Maggie's, and originally the name of this track was something else. It was... I believe it was just Someday. You know, Someday on my mind. Oh, right. Originally someday on my mind. Um, I had to go to Reddit to find information about this fucking song. So, you know, believe what you want off Reddit. Um, But I I find it fairly plausible um, given the story. Basically, he's he's writing this song um, and he goes to a. Well, no, let me back up. He's writing this song. In parallel, in a city in Oklahoma, uh, this 18-year-old girl, huge fan of Zach Bryan. She's done social media posts about how much she loves Zach Bryan. She journals about Zach Bryan. She's even gone as far as to, like, she'll take vinyls from uh, Elizabeth and Deanne and, like, like do all sorts of artsy shit with them. Um, and she's got that, like, hanging out. 18-year-old, she dies in a car crash. Um, so the mother's distraught. The mother, after some period of grieving, you know, starts posting a little bit of this on social media and tagging Zach Bryan, like, hey, like, my daughter was a huge fan of you. Huge, huge fan. Just check out some of the stuff she's done. Um, you know, and it, it, Zach Bryan doesn't strike me as somebody that's uh, hundred, you know, super social media savvy. So it's it's unclear to me whether or not he saw any of this originally. Um, but I think maybe he kind of saw it at a passing glance. But my understanding is, like, he saw this and he's like, I don't know what to do about this. Like, yeah, it's really, really sad, but, like, what do I even say to this person, you know? He uh, kind of maybe some some short amount of time later, he goes out to breakfast with a bunch of his boys, and they walk into this kind of hole in the wall in Oklahoma, and the place is packed. Um, so, But it's a nice day, so they grab a seat outside, and they sit down on this bench outside, just start shooting the shit, having a good old time. He looks back at some point, in the course of sitting there and on the wall behind him in her handwriting is her name written on the wall. It's again, not entirely clear whether or not she wrote that, but it certainly wasn't Zach that wrote that somebody had wrote that. And so the, the, the coincidence of him seeing that on the wall and 
getting the messages from the mom on social media just kind of clicked with him. Um, and so that's why he dedicated this song to that person. Um, he ended up hanging out with the mom for a day, you know, just talking, reading through journals, uh, stuff like that. Super emotional afternoon. But the, it doesn't strike me as like, I don't know, man, there, there are a lot of coincidences in this world. Sometimes shit just happens for a reason. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I, I was reading through this a couple days ago. I was, dude, I had a fucking tear rolling down my cheek. I was like, God damn. <laughs> It's sad, man. It, it is cool. I think Zach Bryan's one of those. He's such a real musician, too, where, like, yeah. the fact that he would take the time to go and hang out with the mom for a day and, right. and change the name of the song. And I, it, I think he's just at, the, at heart's heart. Like, he's a real musician, and he's a, just a good dude. He's a real dude. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Really cool ad there. Absolutely. Yeah. So the next song after that is Poems in Closing Time, which is uh, one of my favorite Zach Bryan songs. Gets me dancing. Yeah, this is a fun one. I like this one a lot. Loud pounding drums, soft guitar, and bits of harmonica throughout. Uh, Mid-high tempo, mid-energy. He's got some great yells on this track, especially in the chorus when he yells out closing time. It's like this long closing time. But the chorus like is sweet. Super raspy. Uh, it's got this plucky guitar like that comes in more and more later in the song. Really fun track. Really good song. In poems and closing time, like that's that's a phrase that sounds like it's super personal to him because he said like, when I was listening to him on Joe Rogan, he was saying, like, I got into music because I like writing poems, but writing poems wasn't cool. Yeah. Like, you have to put it to music yeah, for yeah. it to be cool. Right, right. So, like, uh, again, I like I think he is, like, a, a poet. Like, that's probably where he gets a lot of inspiration from his songs. Speaking of poetry, uh, this is a total sidebar. So, let's let's finish this I, song. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, shoot, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so yeah, but like poems and closing time, and then you know closing time being at the bar, and yeah, yeah. So I think I think it's it rings true to him, and it's a really cool song, and one of the parts of the song: "Oh, men build churches so their kids find worth in something bigger than themselves, but the uncorruptible don't exist, and you can't bury your way out of hell." I thought that was really cool. That's a tight line there. But yeah, let's get back to your shit eating grin. <laughs> did you did you happen to see what musical artist just produced a book of poetry? No, can can we play? Uh, 20 questions no drake oh really drake let out a book of poems and i i think the the title of the book is titles ruin everything you mean raps <laughs> oh, brother he's got one in there and they're they're all just two line poems those I are guess. bars bro the bars yeah he's got <laughs> bars and uh i trust me the first thing i did when i heard about this was go straight to amazon to see if i could find like 10 copies of this because i want to give it out as as like white elephant gifts because this is fucking one of the poems in this book it, they're so corny dude uh Let's hear it. it's something along the lines of like there are two types of women in this world women who give head and women i don't like oh my god that is a poem in drake's book of poems bro that's not even good enough to be a bar <laughs> so stupid i could not believe that made a publication uh so yeah so if i can find copies of this book expect one um for your coffee table yeah but we'll, we'll put it up on here and then tear it down <laughs> dude do you have anything else on that no, did no. you also see his son release his first like rap he's got a project song? yeah he released it was like a music video too and everyone went on twitter was just destroying it because it was so bad that poor kid man what was push it to you ruined his life one of one of his uh bars was like and his son's name is adonis, adonis. one of his bars is like I dropped my iPad, or I was playing with my iPad. I dropped my iPad and it broke, or something along the lines of that. Where it was just so, it was like, man, why? Who's letting him do this? That poor fucking kid, man. That's just like, 
your dad got your dad got beat up by by a, uh, not even a dad, just a dude. Your dad got beat up in public. <laughs> Everybody knows he got beat up, man, and it's your fault. Like that's a tough one. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but yeah, the next song is from Austin. From Austin, yeah. it's another cool song off the triple album. Yeah, I kind of like this one. It's got like soft traveling acoustic with bits of buzzy electric chords throughout. Lower level verses and then higher energy chorus kind of in that square wave pattern. Um, it's got this old school Western feel to it. Like it's very much like Western theme music. Um, it's a good song. I don't know. It's not great. It's good. Yeah, he's got a line in here. I'm just a sickness and you seem to be the cure. Which again, it's just, man, his song written second. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it hits. Uh, next song is If She Wants a Cowboy. This song makes me laugh now. Like originally... The first couple times I heard it, I was like, oh, this is kind of a fun track. I kind of like this. Then I thought about it a little more. This track makes me giggle every time I hear it now. Yeah, macaroni and cheese for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like, so this song is all about like kind of what we talked about where he doesn't give a damn if he gets the accolades or, you know, some big time contract. But there are a lot of people who do give a damn about that. So this 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 song in particular is to a I want to say it's a to like mainstream country listeners. And then B to let's call it like pop country artists Mm -hmm. um, where he spends most of the song talking about like there's this girl that like wishes he was a cowboy. And so he does all these things to try to become a cowboy because he's not cowboy. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he becomes a cowboy, she's like, "Uh, yeah, but I wish you were more like a like a Nashville cowboy, like pop country (laughs) star. And so then he goes, does, goes and does all that. And that doesn't work out either. There's this hilarious bit at the very end because like. You know, for all the tracks, they might do a little bit of editing in the, you know, the engineering when they do the the mastering of the album. And that's one thing. I think every artist does that, right? But they don't, for the most part, it feels like they don't really fuck with his vocals that much, you know? There's a part at the end where he turns on the auto-tune and he turns it up to, like, T-Pain. <laughs> and it makes me fucking, like, chuckle every time now. Where he where he's just like, you want Nashville? I'll give you fucking Nashville. And it's T-Pain. <laughs> oh, dude, I was fucking crying last time. Yeah, you know what's funny? I thought I remembered an auto-tune, auto-tune being on one track, but I was like, I couldn't remember for the life of me what track it was. Yeah. But this makes sense. <laughs> it's a funny ad. At, at the end, he's like, ah, fuck it. Put it on the radio. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't give a damn. But this one, put it on the radio, boys. Come on. Yeah. That's uh, super cool. Yeah. Otherwise, this is just, I mean, it is. It's got that very like new school country found and sound intentionally because he's trying to make a point here. Um, it's up tempo, kind of higher tune for the most part. Uh, just super catchy, super fun. Um, he's doing really nice work in his higher range here again. Uh, like this is a nice track aside from the fact that it's supposed to be like a joke track. Yeah. Outside of a good laugh, I'm not going to go back to this track. Oh, really? I kind of like this one. It's fine. Okay. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it. This is also one of his more popular songs. Really? Ironically. Really? Ironically. <laughs> I mean, I believe you. Let me just pull that up real quick because I got it right here. I can't view the... Uh, oh, no. Actually, I can view the number of streams from here. Give me one second. I'll tell you how popular it is. Oh, maybe, I, maybe I lied. Maybe I lied. That song has... But it's definitely one of the songs I heard before I listened to Zach Bryan. So maybe that's why I'm like conflating this, the two this is average streams for him okay 20 gotcha, million that's gotcha average yeah it's probably just because I, I had heard it before it was one of the few zach bryan songs i knew why i thought it was more popular okay gotcha um yeah next one i we can we can skip over some of these if you want i don't know what you have sure notes on. just the next track corinthians uh parentheses proctors 
Uh, Proctor was the name of his grandfather. Uh, so he's dedicating this song to his grandfather. Okay. Um, the Corinthians is a, is a reference to the Bible. Um, there are chapters in the Bible that are letters to Corinthians, you know. Um, and it's got some re- religious aspects to it. Um, other than that, it's just a good song. If you want to skip through, skip around through the rest, go for it. Yeah, Open the Gate was a little bit more popular. I didn't really care for it. Oh, see, I like this one. Song yeah. about a, um, the son who suffers the same fate as his father and makes the same mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he kind of says, too, he's like, I'm trying not to do these things, but I am. Right. Like, and he's, he's at the gate, and he's like, hey, just, just like, I'm doing my, uh, maybe I'm not doing my best, but, like, I'm trying. I'm failing, but I'm trying. Just help me out a little bit. Yeah, you know what's funny? This one reminds me almost of uh, the Pantaloon from early Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got that same vibe to it. Oh, yeah. I found, I found uh, that album. They moved that album, uh, Vessels. They moved it into the compilation section for some reason. Stupid. I, uh, for for context, I was looking for Vessel the other day on Apple Music. I couldn't find it. Um, yeah. So now it's in the comp. It's not in the album section. It's in the compilation section. I have no fucking clue why they did that. But Apple does that occasionally. I've come across a couple of artists that that happens to. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, that's annoying. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. So open the gate. Good track. Yeah. Half grown. Next up. Decent. Sad. Slow song. He this is a fairly stripped out track. Like it's just him and a guitar, a couple guitars. Um, but I think this is one of his best tracks on the on the mic. He lets out some like growly like yells that are just fucking fantastic. Um, great mix of like really soft sections and those yells. You know who I thought of on this, and it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he doesn't do a lot of this. But like, this struck me as as similar to Matt Mason, where like mm. you get a lot of that like softer stuff, and then suddenly he just comes in and rips one. Yeah, I didn't. I wouldn't say he has like a super gravelly voice, but he has his moments. Um, I don't know. I just I, I was listening through it. I was like, huh, that kind of strikes me. You know, it's funny. I shouldn't be glossing over some of these songs because this is a good song. Lyrically, this is a great song. He's, yeah. He sings, sometimes a woman is the sum of all things her father ain't, and men are just some of the all the things their mother did. Mm. And, I mean, this is a real song. It's great songwriting. I, it's just um, when you get to this point of a triple album, if it doesn't stand out, you're just kind of yeah, you're you're just kind of on autopilot. Right, right. But this is – I shouldn't gloss over it. This is a good song. And I guess we've already passed it, but let me back up. Um the point I wanted to s- to cut the second album at. Yeah, I was wondering where you were going to do that. Yeah, I forgot to do this. So let me just back up a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to cut the second album at uh, probably Someday Maggie's. I think that's a good cut for the second album. Then you get uh, 12 or 13 on the third, and that wraps it up pretty nicely. Okay. Plus, the, n- the next track, Poems of Closing Time, was so, like, good energy that it, yeah. uh, it doesn't make sense for those two to be, like, back-to-back on an album. Anyways, sorry. Going uh, back to where we were, Half Grown? Just did that one. So we got No Cure. No Cure. I'll We'll get to you in a sec, because I feel like the, the the lyrics here are pretty interesting. But up-tempo guitar and banjo kind of on top of each other. Gritty, deep vocals. Um, full sound here. I really, I really, really, really like this track. Um, it struck me as like a song about somebody trying to grow up into a better person, like realizing their faults, but like trying to do better. Again, it's something that's been repeated here. Um, it's a really, really nice track. Yeah, no, I think this one is just struggling with alcoholism. Uh, okay, so See, similar, yeah. Yeah, some of the lyrics. What state you in tonight, and did you get into a fight? Are you more drunk than you were last week? When I call you on the phone, you are never alone, and your jaw's sewn shut or closed when you speak. And then 
uh, the end of the verse. There ain't no home and there is no cure for no good rambling man. We know a rambling man. <laughs> Guy who likes to get his jaw sewn shut. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he might be listening. <laughs> he might be listening. If you're listening, just shout out you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that song rocks. Next track, 68 Fastback, uh, reference to a car. Um, slower track, couple acoustics uh, and a fiddle mixed in here. Sweet mid-high level vocals. Kind of like deliberate mov- movement through his lines where like he'll like sing a line, kind of short pause. Sing a line, short pause. Um, so that's what I mean by deliberate. Uh, it's a, got a like good but like sad sound to it again. Uh, I'll say this is just a nice track for me, not great. We should have something in the studio every time we get one of these songs where this one is a car where it's using a car as a metaphor for a relationship. We saw that with, with Zeppelin. I think we saw it with an um, – oh, fuck. I don't know if it was Matt Mason. We saw it one other time, too, when doing the podcast. It'd be funny if every time we had something, like, obscure like that, we spin a wheel and, like, I get to hit you in the head or something, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what it lands on. What the fuck? Where did you even come up with this? I don't know. I just – I I, uh, I don't know. I just – when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, man, another song with a car as a metaphor for yeah, a relationship. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, after that, Blue. Mid tempo, mid energy, uh, a couple acoustics, and and just him singing, um, soft but also like full bodied vocals. Like it's not like just it's not really airy. It's it's full singing but all, like in a lower tune. Um, I don't think it's anything crazy, but still a good track. Yeah, it's a yeah, just a slow. Yeah, it's fine. Song sweet, sweet, slow. Zach Bryan standard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> song number thirty three of the triple album. Which is morning time. Yeah, I kind of like this one a lot too. Simple, plucky acoustics, but then like powerful vocals. Getting all the way up through his range, all the way through his levels. Um, Good intonations. I think the guitar work here is fun where it's like this plucky little bit and it gets to shine in moments uh, where he takes a second off the mic. I like this one a lot. John Mayer wishes he wrote this song. Yeah, 100%. You in the morning time reminds me that each day is mine to be grateful for the rising sun sneaking through the window blind. The way you tell me it's all right, the past is past, and right now it's arrived. Yeah. And then they close it out with this road I know. Um, this is, again, he's killing it, man. Three for three on the closers. And this isn't yeah. even really a song as much it's as a it poem. is a story or a poem. Yeah. yeah. He's got a little bit of, like, slow, like, kind of low, plucky acoustic. And this, like odd ethereal sound behind it's pretty soft but you'll hear it if you have it tuned like cranked up a little bit um and it's just zach talking into the mic about driving down this into this black nothingness um it's cold outside he can feel it's cold outside but somehow he's warm in this car um and as, he, as he's driving down the road he sees a light and the light's getting a little brighter light's getting a little brighter light's getting a little brighter but he also mentioned that he knows this road he's going down is dark and dangerous um as he gets closer to the light, he, he kind of makes out this house. And he's like, you know, I don't know this house, but I've always known this house. Yeah. Um, he steps up to the to the patio. You know, I've seen this door before, but I, I can't recognize it. Uh, his his wife, he doesn't say his wife, but this woman uh, greets him at the door. And he's never seen her before, but he's known her forever. And just on and on like that. Um, kind of the story about like being on this lost kind of winding fucked up road in life, but like always having somewhere to go. That's, that's familiar. I don't know. It's, it's a cool story. No, I think you summed it up perfectly. Losing yourself, going through the motions of life and you know, you might get beaten down, but eventually you kind of find your way back to, to your home and where you're supposed to be. Right. Right. 
it's yeah. a it, it's a really really cool way to close this out uh you know you can do this on a 34 track set you know it's uh maybe this would be a little bit tougher if this was like a 13 song album but i think this is perfectly perfectly placed here again yeah and again i mean there's so many songs throughout the album that are just different points in his life different yeah. points in other people's lives he's getting inspiration from i think this is a great way to just kind of wrap it all up yeah i love it um so overall american heartbreak there's a lot of ups a lot of mids but i guess you're gonna get some of that in a 34 track set you know um but again i think if you're in the if you're like a, a genuine zach bryan fan like you're gonna like most of this yeah there's a lot of really really cool stuff here and i just wish there was a lot i wish there was some more context you know yeah, and I, you know what I will say is Zach Bryan's one of the few artists where there's there's not a single song where I was like, oh, like these lyrics are dog shit, or like this songwriting sucks. Like, yeah, it's the no songwriting is all great. There might be songs where I'm like, ah, like musically, I don't, I don't really care for this. Sure, I mean, I mean, like a song like um, where is it? Like Whiskey Fever, right? It's not crazy. Uh, the songwriting isn't crazy, but it ain't bad. Right. Yeah, like he he he's just that's he's, just a fun track. Yeah, that's just a good old time, you know. Um, but it, it's not. It's not like a throwaway like that would be an easy one to just be like, ah, we're just getting beers with the boys, you know, but he does like he writes some things in there that are they're thoughtful and like thought provoking. Zach Bryan is the opposite of writing a crappy song to appease the label and get 13 songs to meet your quota or whatever. For sure. He, 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 he does yeah. it. And I'm not saying he's slow, but he kind of just does it at his pace and like he doesn't put anything out there that he feels is inadequate. Which is cool. I again, I feel like he's just one of the few. Like he's just a real artist in every sense of the word. For sure, absolutely, totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that wraps us up for today. Yeah, I want to save top ten and all that for part two. Yeah. So let's go ahead and round it out today. Um, it's been a while. Do you want to? Do you want to do uh, playlist shuffle? <laughs> sure. Sure. I hope Chungus is Among Us doesn't come on. <laughs> oh, that would rock. Oh, let's do this playlist instead. This will be fun. See, I need to get a playlist that's not all of my songs. Right? Oh, yeah, am I doing... Just, yeah, you start. Okay. However many songs you feel is adequate. Oh, uh, Timmy Trumpet. Uh, I forget the name of the song. I know it's Timmy Trumpet. Yep. Narco. Narco. Yep. Having trouble over there? Rich as fuck. Uh, T-Pain. I'll give it to you. It's damn Brazilian. Ah, fuck. Uh, it counts. Uh, up down Florida Georgia line, bro. Apple Music takes away the. This is a poor person's music. <laughs> oh, it's a Rick Ross track. Ah, fuck. Um, this is off that Drake album too. I don't know. You only live once. Ah, oh, no, my bad. You only live twice. Yeah, that song's a banger. We'll do one more. Express yourself, NWA. Yeah, bro, I could have went four for five on those. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll be lucky to get one. 
Alright. Oh, this is just the Zach Fry. Oh, yeah. I'd be shocked if you get this. I have no idea. Wounded Animal by the Motor League. Yeah, no chance. Sounds like it could be Black Keys, but it's not. Yeah, this is a good song. I have no idea. Shaken Off the Rust by the Blue Stones. Ah, that was my second guess. Bleed it out live. Oh, fucking Christ. Fire it up. Thousand foot crutch. That didn't take much. Oh, this is a blink. Dumpy? Roller coaster. Ah, shit. Not bad. I think we did about the same. Two and a half. Yeah. Oh, you got more, but that's <laughs> yeah. okay. All righty, guys. Uh, next week, we are doing the first four albums for Three Days Grace next week. We're breaking it up by lead singer. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they get rid of Adam Gontier after the fourth album. Right. Um, and then we'll come back to Zach Bryan, finish out his catalog. Then we'll go back to Three Days Grace and finish out their catalog, which I think is a good way of doing it. It's a bit of like a palate, good palate cleanse. Yeah, dude. It's so nice to have the option of soft country versus hard rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good back and forth. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then after that, we're doing the struts. And somewhere in there, we will throw in a album review of Blink-182's new album. Yes. We're going to have that on deck as well. That'll probably come out I don't know when we'll before we'll the end of the year, probably. Well, I might, depending on when we record it, I might just squeeze it in before Three Days Grace Part 2. Yeah. Yeah, for we'll, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah, talk about yeah. it. Um, so anyways, that's all we got this week. Uh, follow us on socials, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Flip the Record. And like, review, subscribe on Spotify and Apple. Uh, thanks for listening. My song of the week, new segment, song of the week, Dark Side, Bring Me the Horizon. Fire. Oh, yeah. That song fucking kicks ass. And we'll get into them at some point coming up here in the next couple months, too. Hell, yeah. Thanks for listening. Catch you on the next one. Express yourself.